Hey everybody, this is Lance Dixon. You know, just this last Friday, I was speaking with someone at the pastoral care center of the Calgary Diocese. She worked in the communication department and was just sharing how much they were trying to work at finding ways of encouraging people during this time of tremendous anxiety and stress and were concerned about the weight of this moment on people's minds. That evening, I decided I'd call up my colleague and friend, Dr. Peter Doherty, who's a professor of psychology at St. Mary's University, and asked him what insights he might be able to offer. He began by commenting on the ways people tend to respond to crisis. Well, I, uh, the question I've been hearing a lot of is, what's next? You know, where do I go from here? What's it going to be like, you know, whenever? So the first way I see it is, is simply denial. We can deny this problem and carry on. And we have people who are ignoring the, the restrictions. And I heard in the news this morning about the government coming with new measures to try to get people to obey the restrictions and not to deny what's going on. So the denial has its, and denial has its place. You can help us in the short term from being overwhelmed with, with, a, with a problem. On the other hand, if it doesn't, if it becomes long term, we run into problems. We're not dealing with the situation. The second way is dealing with our emotions. And sometimes when we're faced with a situation that we can't change, we deal with it on you know, managing our emotions of grief, of fear, of, of concern. And when I look at people, you know, people are asking, you know, what's all this toilet paper that people are buying and stuff like that? And I can't help but wonder if they're dealing with their anxiety. I've got to do something. I don't know what to do, but I've got to do something. So we see irrational acts in a desperate attempt to manage our feelings of anxiety you know, and of concern. And the third way I see is problem solving, where we take a kind of a step back and what, we, what, what do we need to do to move forward? What, you know, what changes do I need to make? You know, what, what do I have to do? You know, I really appreciated how Dr. Doherty moved the focus to what we can control in overwhelming situations. Creating a solution mindset means breaking down the big problem into smaller ones, looking carefully at the information, and then responding in ways we can control to keep us from harm and accomplish something positive in the day. As we continue the, our conversation, Dr. Doherty went on to talk about the importance of staying resilient during this pandemic. Resilience, it's a it's an everyday discipline to, to wake up, think about your day, listen to the news, figure out the facts, and then make a choice to accomplish one goal that day you can control. At the same time, Dr. Doherty pointed out that maintaining a resilient mindset can get exhausting over a long period of time. Resilience works great when we have the mental energy to do it, but what happens when our mind starts to become tired of the stress? And there is no end. Well, that, my friends, is where I believe faith becomes so vital to our mental health. Faith does not exist apart from day-to-day -day life. In fact, just the opposite. Faith is the inspiration to sustain us in the midst of the challenges we are confronted with every day. How does faith do that? Well, faith brings to the mind a vital perspective. It grounds our thoughts in a vision that transcends our current circumstances. Faith reminds us of a horizon that still awaits us, even in the darkness when our mind alone cannot see it.
faith gives us hope. And faith reminds us of something else, that even in these times, especially in these times, we are not alone. I asked Dr. Doherty to describe how faith offers us a different perspective in these times. Here's a little bit of what he had to say. Well, I'll give you an example that I, that I saw on Facebook that really that really impressed me. And they were talking about, you know, you know, you can operate like that. We don't want someone to infect us, but why don't we imagine we're infected and we're trying to protect somebody else? You know, and that can certainly, you know, same behaviors, but it changes. We're operating from a position of living our faith. We want, you know, the concern for other people. And not allowing ourselves to let fear rule us. Yeah, there's being concerned, but it's sort of like, it's not going to define me in this. So living with faith in this time, like any time, means we're not held by fear, but liberated in hope, free to seek the best for the world, beginning, as Jesus said, with our neighbor. You know, the season of Lent is when we're called to give up something in order to become more attuned with the selfless love Jesus showed the world on Good Friday. And here we are today, perhaps unexpectedly, called to live Lent like we have never experienced before. And perhaps the call of social isolation can itself become an opportunity for us to witness something the saints have done for generations past. And that's the power of solitude where we can step out of the chaos and uncertainty of the world and let our minds be renewed by the still voice of the God who is the ground of our being, who is all, who loves all, and through whom all things were created. And there, resting in the power of God, is where we can find the confidence to walk in this world. We don't need to live in denial of the reality we face or be held captive by a fear of what may come. To those who want to live by faith through this pandemic, I say to you, you can do this. You can endure days of darkness because you have seen the light. You're not afraid of losing your mind because you have found hope. And that hope is real. There is a passage in Paul's letter to the early church in Rome that speaks so powerfully to the moment that we're in. Paul writes this, Friends, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The world may one day face darkness again, but when it looks back, it will remember that it was those who dared to believe in a brighter future who got us through. So take care of yourself and each other. May God bless you.